Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, where we are recording episode 80. This is a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog. This is 81? This is 81. How? How does the future happen so quickly? Um, This is a gaming podcast, in case you're wondering, where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. My name is Shelby, and on today's cast, we have Casey Cool. Yo. And the official, unofficial third member on our podcast, Sean Poole. How is Casey so cool? <laughs> Cracking cans there. What are you drinking though, Casey? What are you I'm sponsored drinking, by this I'm evening? I'm drinking a two-town cider house because it's been a uh, long day. A uh, Cosmic Crisp. Town. For only Cosmic 21, Crisp. age 21 plus in America? It, yes, it's called a daddy soda in my house. <laughs> I'm drinking a daddy soda. <laughs> Shelby and I have talked about this. And you needed a daddy soda tonight. It was one of those long nights. Day. Yeah. Long day. Yeah, long day. Long <laughs> night, long afternoon, long morning. Yeah, and you get to spend more and more time with your kids, it sounds like, so that's good. Hey, man, I love them. They're cool. I feel like we just got through the holidays, and we had a lot of family time. I could go with some adult time here in the near future. That'd be nice. Is that like sexy time? What's adult time? Uh, I don't have kids, so adult time's all the time for me. Okay, imagine you can't watch anything over PG-13 in your household, (laughs) and all your friends are like, have you seen the new, and you're not allowed to watch any of it. Or if you do, oh. you're gonna have a long talk with your significant other. Right. You just get you like your children. you get ten minutes on the toilet every you know twice a day or yeah. something like that. Called toilet exactly. vacation. The real. <laughs> That's literally break. why TikTok was invented for adult <laughs> vacations. Yeah, for toilet vacation. Toilet. I think I found the title of this episode. Toilet TikTok: vacation. The Toilet Vacation <laughs> of Apps. Yes. Um. So. Yeah, I, we went and saw Trevor Noah uh, a little bit before the break. He was here in the Pacific Northwest. In, oh, live. Uh, yeah, live at the Climate Pledge Arena. And oh. he had this joke, and I, I don't want to do it word for word. He's like, you know, love is unconditional, but like has an expiration date. <laughs> and it's true. Like He's like, like needs a recharge. Like, I love my kids. I love my wife. Do I always like everybody I love, though? No. <laughs> That's the truth, you know? Everybody needs a recharge. Everybody needs... It's okay to have space That's from fair. each other. You know? Was the joke. Uh, well, what? I have a newest member of my family. Oh, yes. Why don't you introduce Christmas. him? I, oh, he's in his tank. I have a oh. new... I have a betta fish that my parents... Or my family thought was a great idea to get me. Oh. He's adorable. His name is Santiago. <laughs> Santiago is he... del Fuego is his full name. The fire. Oh, uh, yeah, he's red. If you couldn't guess, yes, I was gonna say blue, but good, good. The fuego that's good, man. Away. So does that so mean you get to clean its tank like every couple of weeks? Yeah. What does that look like? You have like? to replace. You have to replace the water once a week, not the yeah. whole water, but like half of it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a cool system because it's set up like a uh, aquaponics, so it has like a little like tropical plant at the top whose roots oh, cool. dangle down. And so it feeds off basically or like the poo of the, Thank you know, of the fish. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then the fish, it can, kind of keeps the tank clean and stuff like that too. El so Fuego cool. dropping like it's hot every dropping time it can. <laughs> yeah. You know, quick side, cause it's a beta fish, right? Yes. I always had this horrible idea at the fraternity that everyone said no to because it was super bad. Someone else said it, and I was like, hmm, "Oh no, I already all know buy beta fish, <laughs> and then a do a giant. Royale? Yes, not battle royale, <laughs> but more of a bracket. Like just have them compete. Oh. 
you know? No, that's terrible. Yeah. Last have man I, standing. Have I told that story how somebody boiled a beta fish in the fraternity once? No. Our fraternity? Yes. Yeah. You don't remember that? With intention no. to eat it or what? So, so it was a white beta fish that somebody bought. And the roommate comes back one night, little intoxicated, and says, oh my gosh, this fish is turning white because it's so cold outside. <laughs> oh, it no. must be freezing. So then they place the fish next to the radiator to heat oh. up the water oh, but they no. put it too close to the radiator and it boiled the water it did yes it did not end <laughs> well who, who who boiled the fish i i they will remain nameless because i don't fully remember what that person's name was you'll tell me off air okay <laughs> <Sure. That's it. laughs> he may now be a doctor uh, we'll at least it was that. accidental and it wasn't like casey's <laughs> murder fest I know it is. <laughs> he said that. Oh no! And he's so smart. That's so sad. Uh, um, I, I don't know if it was actually him. I just thought it'd be a okay. good setup. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. Um. Well, you know what? It's a good setup. Your gaming setup because you got that new PC. What are you playing these days, Shelby? Ooh, with a new PC. You know, not as much as I should be on the PC. Turns out the holidays hit, and I've been um, really diving into that headset, the Oculus headset that I got my hands on. Are you in the meta, bro? I'm so in the meta. Are you getting the (laughs) NFTs? I'm I'm not getting any of the NFTs, none of them. You got to make them yourself. That's how you get rich. Yeah, but that's I what did I'm see that on. you could buy a house next to Snoop Dogg's virtual property <laughs> for four hundred and thirty thousand. Right. I wonder for four hundred thirty thousand, like in-game currency. No, like re- real-world dollars. It's gonna what? Be bad if he is moves. there? Is there in the contract that he can never move? Because what if he moves one day and then just like you know sells? He can't move in the metaverse. He's gonna just live there. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg reps L.A. till he dies. What are you talking about, man? Well, I mean, he can move to a ne- different neighborhood in L.A. You know, he can move to Be- Beverly Hills. He can move to, you know, the Valley or something. And honestly, let's be real. The first city that's going to go is probably going to be L.A. True. Or all Florida. That's why I left level. L.A. is because if any any sort of apocalyptic event happened, it's the first place to go. You yeah. Know, go down. Those people are soft there, too. <laughs> So, not everyone in LA. Let me refresh. Scrappy. It. There's a lot of scrappy people. Hollywood, in LA. West LA, Burbank, all those people there are soft. <laughs> Everywhere yeah. else in LA, they're tough. Well, I mean, when we eventually fall into the ocean and the heat eventually gets us all, I mean, everyone's going to live in the metaverse, which is why I'm trying to get a good handle on it. It's it's sure. crazy. Um, it's, been literally playing... gonna be, it's literally going to be Wally. You know, it, and we're yes. all just going to be in our VR headsets <laughs> and our floating little pods and, you know, get fed by random things. I can't wait you for mean it. The it's Matrix? Gonna be absolutely great. I think it's going to be. Well. Or what's that one new show on Amazon where he, he dies and he uploads his consciousness? I think that's what Meta's just prepping for. Like, Are you talking hey. about it was a Transcendence with Johnny Depp or whatever? No, that Transcendence, <laughs> I think, does that. But that's a, it's a comedy. It's a comedy on Amazon Prime. Oh. Are you talking about Altered Comet? Uh, Carbon? No, no. Uh, no. So it seems that? like there's a lot of storylines where this happens. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. Altered carbon, you can like plug your consciousness into like sleeves, like you know. Different yes. Bodies. Yeah, you're down the rabbit hole. I just recommended that show to somebody. So when you jack on your headset, you're good to go, right? I mean, you can live there, you can eat there. Ready Player Two is upon us. That's the thing. You have to be able to remove the physical body so then you don't need to eat and drink until they figure out a way that you eat in the metaverse and it feeds you in real life. Mm, true. It's called That'd upload. be kind of sick, though. 
can't they just hook us up like an IV or something and like medically just drip in the food? Yeah, I think we're eat. this close to 3D printing food. So once they figure that out and they can 3D print it and then they just uh, upload the 3D printer. True. I think there's like some testing going on with 3D printed food. Like they can do some very basic stuff like meat. They can do with the, some other No, stuff. they can do impossible burger. That's what it is. It's fake meat. Really? I had no yeah. idea this was coming along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, There's right. not much you can do with like a hamburger, like pseudo hamburger, though, right? You can really just make a patty. I mean, you could mm, break it up, make sauce, a spaghetti for sausage if you had, kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. But it's still Throw like a little spice in there. <laughs> yeah, some seasoning depends. Yeah. Depends. Put a fried <laughs> egg on it. Put a fried egg on it. It'll all taste good. It all tastes so, good. So, what are you playing then if you're not on the metaverse? Um. So really. Uh, with the Oculus 2 and we just coming out of the holidays, we played a lot of like the bottom, the low hanging fruit on there, right? So like there's Google Maps where it's like, hey, hop in, in law and see what game. you think. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the roller coaster, highly entertaining. People like getting their swerve oh, yeah. on, falling off of couches. Uh-huh. Um, there's a couple of demos that are on there that are pretty good. But I want to say my favorite story is regarding the thing called venues on the Oculus 2. I don't know if you guys have seen any of this. I don't think so. But essentially you log into your Facebook, you create an avatar, and then you can go to like concerts or comedy shows, Mm. you know, like live events are playing out, sporting events too. So I put Yeah, NBA does a big thing with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I haven't been to any of the NBA stuff, but I've gone in there and checked it out. But I put my wife in it. Like, you got to see this. This is the craziest thing. So she walks in. She's watching, like, the Nutcracker on Christmas or something of that nature. And she looks around. She's like, what's up, bro? And then the guy says back to her, oh, how you doing? What up, man? And she threw the headset off because she didn't realize that everybody could hear her. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, it's a mic- is there a microphone on the Oculus, I'm guessing? Yeah, there is. So after that, I turned off the microphone. And it was no longer a thing. But we were definitely that first time user walking in like, oh, look at this. This is cool. It was highly entertaining. Probably the highlight of, of playing. Freaked her out. Freaked her <laughs> out. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's cool. uh, yeah, but beside that, I mean, I haven't been home all that much. Um, I played a little bit more Halo, but not really enough to give you an update on that. Are I really get, is it still good? Games. Yeah, it's it's still pretty good, but I barely touched it. I did play a little bit of multiplayer last night, and I'm not usually a multiplayer guy, and I enjoyed my time thoroughly. So I might stick with it. it seems pretty enjoyable. No, no, big fan. I think that this is a good entry in the series so far. I got to the point in the campaign where it's the open world, and um, I think they did a pretty darn good job based on what I've seen. So I'm excited. Oh, you're just like more. at the beginning then. I am, yeah. Very early. Very early. Have you played any of that, Sean? I've played like 30 hours, I want to oh, say. Nice. But it's good. I like it. I, I played five. I didn't really play any of the other ones before that because I never really owned an Xbox, so I'd always play it like at a friend's and play through some like like legendary campaign or play multiplayer or stuff like that so but yeah i've been enjoying it it's nice the open world's cool i can see why some people might not like it that like the more linear stuff but there is a lot of missions within it like especially in the main storyline that are pretty linear so that are similar but it's nice to be able to go around and kind of unlock stuff and have fun but the multiplayer is fun too i like the big game mode i Mm -hmm. think that or big battle mode or whatever it's called is pretty fun to just like drop in when you're by yourself 
Whereas, like, when you have friends, then it's fun to do, like, the old school squad with, like, you know, 4v4. Yeah, I've been playing with one other buddy in the multiplayer, and I think they keep it varied enough to keep me interested, right? So you do, like, two episodes or two rounds of, like, Oddball and then two rounds of Slayers, mm-hmm. the playlist we were playing on. And I thought it was just varied enough to kind of keep it going and keep it moving, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, the campaign, I know like there's some complaints about it being open world and not linear. I haven't seen any of those. Are you seeing any drawbacks to it being an open world rather than a linear storyline? Not me. I like it cause you're, you can go like, if you want to go deal with, you know, breaking through a base versus like just fighting a big boss, like an open world boss thing to unlock some cool weapon permanently or stuff like that. Uh, I like having that choice versus linear, like linear can be really good obviously in a lot of games if the story is good but like halo 5 wasn't that good the storyline was pretty good but the boss fights and stuff were like the same thing over and over again from what i remember um yeah so i i like this one and the story is really interesting and like all the stuff that goes on with you know the weapon or cortana or like any of that kind of stuff that is going on is cool getting a much more backstory and and whatnot yeah i agree and i think this is much more memorable than the last entry in the series like i remember liking five i couldn't tell you anything about five like Mm -hmm. i can tell you i enjoyed what i played of it like it wasn't top of the heap for me but of that year but it was like enjoyable like i played through it and and did the thing i think this one will stick in my mind a lot a lot longer personally this one's fun too because you can like cheese stuff in the open world like you can get a vehicle or something that maybe that wasn't necessarily intended. Like there's this one part where you're trying to get like, there's all over the world. You can unlock like legendary kind of versions of weapons that have like a special like effect to them. One of them like spawns two bounty hunter guys to come like attack you. Um, And there's one that's like up on a high and he's like, just using like a mortar to shoot at you from above and being really annoying. then there's another one on the ground that has like one of those brute choppers, like the like, shreddy like wheel like one wheeled motorcycle kind of thing yeah and you can steal you can steal his chopper and run him over with it and it's very like satisfying and you have to deal with the other guy and it's just like this madness or you can like bring a tank in from like a city over because it's a wor- open world thing and do that but usually i just kind of like charge through and try and beat what i have like a around there yeah well, one thing that i've always liked about the halo games is they kind of inspire i, I play on the harder difficulty i teach not to own, brag right? but i'm pretty but like, good so i play on hard well, well the reason i play on hard is because you constantly run out of ammo which is mm. what i enjoy about this game like they force me to mm-hmm. switch my weapons constantly all that said like like you're saying you know you can steal a tank and go to waypoints over and like take down a big base i love like grabbing a sniper rifle or some rockets and like trying to take out the big bad from afar and it Mm -hmm. just adds like some new complexity that you know you imagine they built for it to some extent but it almost feels like you said like you're cheesing it and it's really enjoyable from what i've played so far yeah no nice yeah so it's all good so casey have you uh been playing anything besides halo um, I have not played Halo. Uh, oh man! You know, you know me. Not they don't have it man. on the Switch. They don't have it on the Switch. But you got Mac. a laptop. You could play on your laptop. You got some right? games for the Switch, though, didn't you? I Christmas did. Time? I bought a bunch. Uh, I got a bunch of eShop money as I do for Christmas. So I got. I like to like finagle and figure out how I can get the most bang for my buck. So I ended up getting like eleven games. So I'm pretty proud of myself with the money I got. 
Got some good sick games got, on sale. Do you got that list handy? Do you, can you like list them off real quick? Uh, drop, drop I think I could knowledge. do it off the top of my head Ooh, if I impressive. had to. We we already learned my superpower from Shelby. Learned about how I could recall every game that I played for each year. Like it was my basically my Slumdog Millionaire moment, where he's like, "How do you do this?" <laughs> and it's just they're all connected to a memory. But um, but Shelby doesn't know is you have Post-it notes all over your wall mm-hmm. behind okay, your monitor. I still like... <laughs> don't understand how we got to the end of that list, and when you're like, "No, we're talking about each game we played in each year," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what I played in 2002. Like, there's no way. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Either way, well, again, could you name every teacher you've ever had in school? No, definitely not. I can. Because I'm weird like I that. I think maybe. Although high school is tricky because high school you have like, you know. High school's hard. I could tell you every class I took in high school still and in college, but the teachers might be a little blurry. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about video games. And I'm playing a game that I bought last year that I've been kind of itching to get to because I finished I finished uh, Naruto and I'm like very close to finishing Phoenix Wright because I was able to just kind of do a couple like chapters every few days with my kids around during the winter break. Well, my son, out. like, yeah. Those Naruto games have an end? I thought they were just, like, fighting games that you were, like, you... No, the story mode. There's a campaign. What? Yeah, if people really want to, like, just get an abridged version of Naruto, although there are a lot of inaccuracies that I can what? get into. Like, Who allows that? Uh, time for a video game <laughs> so... and what they want to put into it, I guess. Yeah. There's a character that loses a arm in uh epic battle with one of the characters and they don't let him lose is the it, arm in that is it naruto <laughs> no <laughs> maybe but no uh, it's a different character anyway uh it's no it's a character i don't think you even know about yet is it samantha your... stark yes it's samantha stark <laughs> and then she uh then comes out of the ashes captain america uh, i don't <laughs> sorry know to, sorry to distract you that just i always just figured they were a fighting game that you just like they have you know, they have fight. a fighting hub and it's based around a fighting game but there's like a little campaign and some like open world they tried to do a little bit of one point uh one piece or not one piece but uh dynasty warrior battles in it which oh, cool. was kind of weird i was like oh okay whereas multiple enemies and you're just running through the screen i would have liked more of that to be honest with you can you summon the giant frog to be uh, in some of them yeah <laughs> certain characters can yes his name's gambuta or no, Gambuta's right. the little frog that's on his shoulder. The giant um, frog's the best because he's such a jerk to Naruto. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as he gets older too. Anyway, the game I've been playing is something that we talked about last year when we did that meeting of the minds. That's called Inkenfell, which I believe is on Game Pass too. And it's a super cute little, I want to call it a JRPG, but it's just an RPG in the vein of the Mega Man Battle Networks where you battle on a grid kind of right but not like a top-down grid like advanced wars or fire emblem it's a sideways grid yeah Ingefell, very cute and it's it's harry potter if you take that world where there's a magic school and it starts with this young lady named margaret looking for her sister seraphina and seraphina hasn't shown up she's concerned she margaret does not have magical powers right she is what, what? you call she's just a muggle right yeah margaret do better or mudblood if you want to get and that's an offensive term right no that's a half breed mudblood yeah 
And it kind of looks like just watching the trailer on Steam, it kind of l- reminds me of having never played it. Of uh, what's that game that everybody loves? That uh, of course I blank on the Undertale? name of it as Undertale. Yeah, yeah. it kind of looks you played Undertale. Undertale. Um, I know <laughs> yeah. it's not, it, it's got charm like Undertale, it's got really nice music and really good pixel graphics. It's mm-hmm. storytelling's really got a lot of representation in there. There's characters from LBGQ. QT community, uh, characters of different colors. So I like that they're doing that. It's from Humble Games, Humble Bundle Games that made it. Mm. And so I like that. There's a really good storytelling going on because you're trying to figure out what your sister did while she was in the magic school. And somehow Margaret is imbued with really powerful magic and she has fire magic. And everybody that sees it, like, oh, no one has fire magic, which I'm like, well, hold she on. didn't have any magic oh and gosh. suddenly she's got yeah. powerful fire I'm magic. I'm like, how is fire magic not a common magic, though? Like, I, I think wizards that have been around for hundreds of eons would be like, yeah, fireball, okay. Right? If you play D&D, she must have really been working for that AM potions right? class to get so, fire magic. Whoa, I had to learn that by. <laughs> Now, <laughs> I learned it by reading a different spell book. This is true. But I play a bard in our D D campaign. Yes, she does. And he she is she's not in the magic school. She wants to get into it, but she just suddenly has magic powers. So they're trying to get to the root of that, and they think it's related to the sister's disappearance. And you meet some of her friends along the way, and they have different kind of magic so far. I'm about five hours in. Um I'm liking it. It's nice, it's cute. And I can have it on the screen and it doesn't freak any of my kids out. And they're more like, what is that weird, like, flower boss? And what's really cool, have, have you guys mm-hmm. played Super Mario RPG, the seven stars on the SNES? Do you remember how you could yeah. time Mario's blocks or jumps with the A button? As he was about to jump on someone's head, you could hit Y and then jump again and again and again. Yes. Or you could hit A before you got hit. Yeah, it was so like take an less... active turn-based combat system, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they have that. they have that mechanic. So if you're getting attacked, if you hit A... And you time it, you can take half or less, or even more, uh, less of the damage. Then, um, the other thing that's weird about it, though, that I don't like, when you're trying to buff yourself or heal yourself, you have to time it. And if you time it wrong, my heal, instead of being 10, could be, like, for 3. Oh, so, ouch. So you gotta be really focused in the game. But I kind of like that it's like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm active in the battle, too. And then you're moving around the grid. Um, it's it's fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more. So more next time. You're playing talk. that on the Switch. I am. I am playing that on the Switch. And you is that one of your games that you got from the sale or from your? I got it from the sale Jeez. last year. <laughs> um, uh, I've been waiting for a while because well, Monster Hunter Rise and all these other games that I got last year kind of took the throat because I was playing a lot of RPGs and I'm like I don't want to play another RPG right now. I need a break, so that's why I was playing Naruto and some of the other. So games. of the games that you bought, is there like one that's oh. top of your list that you're happy that you finally have access to? Uh, Streets of Rage 4 is on there. I have that because I like me a good beat-em-up. I bought something that's like old comfort food too. I bought Final Fantasy 9 because it was 9 bucks, and that's my favorite. <laughs> like my second favorite Final Fantasy probably maybe first depending on what day it is. How, how long do you think it would take you to get through 9? Like speed? As fast as I could or just enjoying it? Enjoying it. Because I don't want to do everything. I think it may be 70 hours. I could do it in seventy, those, especially those older. I guess even new Final Fantasy is long. I know all the tricks Enjoyable. though. I could, uh, I could maybe do it in fifty. <laughs> like if I wanted to, like push it to the limit, cut like to me doing yeah. nothing and no montage. life. Yeah, yeah, montage is the word. 
I got Oxen Free also. That looked interesting. I got that for like a dollar. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, 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 a lot of people have heard of it. Didn't you play it, Shelby? I didn't, but I know they got, uh, there was a lot of talk about it a couple years back, yeah. right? When it came out. Mm-hmm. The other one I got for like three bucks was Saints Row. Oh, nice. I was like, all right. Have you ever played any of those? I played the first original one that was on 360 when we were in college. Okay, yeah. Oh, wow. So this is like, or Saints Row 5, whatever the last iteration is. But it was cheap. I was like, done. All right. I want to. Did you get Saint Rose, Saints Row Five or First Saints Row? It uh, whatever was on sale. I will have to double check, but gotcha. I think I got like whatever the newest right, version you can. Yeah, on the Switch, uh, where it the, just looks wacky. Is the newest one where you Always. get like all the superpowers? Because that's pretty fun. I think so. I enjoyed that. I think, I think yeah. so. Yeah. They just totally break Sweet. the game, like to the point where like, what are they going <laughs> to yeah. do next? They can't make another one of these because they just broke all the rules. Yeah, well, yeah. Every one of them gets like crazier and crazier. Like I think in that that one where you have superpowers, like aliens are invading, and so you're like suddenly you know imbued with powers to fight them and stuff. Yeah. And then I think there's also time travel in that one, if I remember correctly. Like you're zipping around time and space. It's it's pretty there good. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I've also been playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond with my son. He got that. He got his own Switch. That's the other thing. Oh whoa. Oh. And he's enjoying that. But I let him. I downloaded One Piece Warriors Four onto his Switch, and he—that's all he wants to play. <laughs> he loves him. I'm like, that's my boy. So, and he found out one of the characters plays guitar and violin, and he plays violin, you know. So he's like, I'm playing Brook. Brook's the man. He's fast, and he's a funny skeleton man. And he plays the violin. Does he want to play One Piece or Pokemon more? That's One Piece. how we know. One Piece he's more. Really your son. One Piece more. Which it's <laughs> like, huh? All right, this is your path. Uh, my daughter i funny story my my daughter got pretty pretty princess the board game i don't know if you're ever familiar with that anybody i saw your wife uh post about on instagram yeah where i was playing with her yeah Yeah. and you 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 spin a die and you have to put on like jewelry right and my son had come up there's clip on earrings and he has three in one ear and he's like dad i'm like zoro because zoro has the three in the ear and he's running around with the sword in his mouth i was like all right I want to dye my hair green. And my wife's like, what? I'm like, nothing, 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 nothing. <laughs> so we got some hard imagination going. Some weebs in the family. Some weebs are like. growing. Hey, speaking of weebs, I know you are. What have you been weaving on and what video games have you been playing, Spool? Uh, weaving on? I know you like to watch an anime during the day or a cartoon. I do. I'm trying to think of what the last one that I watched was. I can't think of it right now. Oh, I've been watching some, like, Korean shows on Netflix. What's okay. called, like... Squid Games? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's something C. Silent Sea, I think, is one I just oh. watched. And it was, like, this one based around, like, the moon and this, like, mystery of why these, like, 160 people died in this moon base and stuff. And Did you watch... Is it Arcane? Is that the anime that came yes, out a while ago? he's been ago? telling me to watch League that. The League of Legends one's really good. Is it good? Nice. Okay. What about uh? It's really good. The... I actually like that the art style is really cool. It is not quite cell shaded, but it's really nice. Versus the Dota anime, because Netflix has both a Dota and a League of Legends anime. Oh. The Dota anime is okay. Like it's pretty just like straight. Oh, you're gonna make people mad. <laughs> um, but but the League of Legends was really good. Like the storyline and the art are both really like exceptional. And don't they have that Imagine's Dragon song in there too? That's like at yeah, the top of the do. charts right now. It's kind of crazy. Okay, they do. Yeah, they use it. It's like in the intro, and then they use it every once in a while on the show and stuff like it's, that. But it's good. It fits. It's a decent song too. Like there's a pretty good a rap lyrics Dragons in it. Fan, but it's good. Yeah, like of Imagine Dragons, I would say it's it's top tier Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because they did imagine like Riot paid Imagine Dragons. I forget how many years ago it was to make like a theme song for their what is our world championships or whatever uh, did they um yeah they had one that they put out and they've made like a trait like a little like anime kind of trailer for the you know the championships and it was it played then but so it's not the same song so they already have kind of like that relationship in there but yeah it's a good show i definitely recommend i was it. just blown away to see it at the top of the spotify charts like weeks ago and now that it's still there <laughs> i'm just like what is going on like there, huh? there are definitely some emotions and stuff like come out of the show so i'm sure some people you know like listening to that to relive it a bit i mean i kind of like the song i'm not gonna lie it's not my <laughs> ringtone yet like i'm working towards that but one day but as for games that i've been playing uh still playing wow that really hasn't changed much so i raid twice a week still we're in burning crusade still we're about to go into phase three which is going to be Burning Temple and Mount Hyjal. For anyone that played well, well in the fight past. Illidan. Yeah, so Illidan's Black Temple. Mount Hyjal's like the mountain with uh, Archimon, I think it is. Right. It's the place that you could jump behind like fake walls in Vanilla WoW and go. It's the, it's like the area on the map that they didn't build, <laughs> yeah. but you could yes. go in and see the big like tree. what they were... World yeah. tree or whatever. Yeah, the world tree. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that WoW's still going on, but and then the past, during Christmas break, started up the arc server again so we're playing some dino stuff so playing on the new map called lost island which has been fun but single player wise i bought a few games during the steam sale i've been playing dyson sphere program which is fun for anyone that's played like factorio or any of those kind of like automation games or satisfactory if you know what that is they're kind of like that style where you like harvest some resources but eventually you build like these things to automatically harvest for you and then you make stuff and in this one eventually you take over like whole planets and you're trying to build a dyson sphere around your star is or this like a dyson vacuum no but that's <laughs> oh. probably where it gets the name because the dyson sphere if you don't know what it is like basically a power plant that is built all around a whole star so it's like a sci-fi kind of concept and mm. you get like basically unlimited power because you're basically just getting like infinite solar energy yeah you're taking it from the sun anyways yeah. so yeah in this game you're like working towards that you're building little pieces and you're sending them flying them eventually you can like build spaceships that will fly out these pieces and stuff so that's fun that's kind of like my chill you know just build and and do stuff i played i got a couple other indies i got one called dorf romantic i think is that like, like the dream daddy game is this a dating no, no. <laughs> it sounds like it but it, no, i'm more interested if it was to be honest it's with you. like a hexagon grid like puzzle game kind of and you get all these tiles where like they're each like one's maybe a forest another one's like a house or a village another one's like maybe a river tile or like plains and some of them are like hybrids of those and they have pieces of them but you have to like connect these tiles to kind of build you build out like a city you basically start with nothing and you're building out and eventually you get these like quests so like some tiles will randomly uh-huh. have a quest and it's like connect me to like 50 other forest tiles or something like that and then if you complete that quest you get more tiles so your whole goal is to keep doing these quests you don't run out of tiles you just keep building this like world bigger and bigger it's pretty chill but it's also kind of stressful because if you can't complete quests and you're just like slowly running down out of tiles you're like no 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 uh i played unpacking which is on game pass which is literally it's like a little like 16 bit kind of game but you're like 
in you start off as like a kid and you're unpacking like your room and you have like a cardboard box and it's filled with like toys or posters or things and you put them in the room where like you where they should be based or whatever and then you grow up to like when you move out to college and you're setting up your dorm room and then they get bigger and bigger and you're like you move in with like because you're playing as a girl i think so you move in with like your boyfriend and so then it's like just gets more and more complex but that's a pretty chill game that i was playing is that game better with a controller or a mouse and keyboard you think i think it would work with either it's pretty simple i think controller would work fine i think you're quicker with mouse and keyboard but i'm biased so yeah you like you prefer mouse and keyboard <laughs> yeah. but is, if it's a chill game is it about speed or is it about just enjoying yourself exactly and it's just like you know got chill relaxing music and stuff like that too so well that's nice man i'm glad to hear that i speaking of chill things as we move on to our speculation news network uh <laughs> i want to know how chill you feel about nfts Dude, NFTs are obviously where it's at. They're going to be the next big wave. <laughs> um, I own none myself, so I'm going to be a millionaire any day now. You got to make them. Shelby's been trying to, like, we've been debating this on the last few episodes. Shelby's like, I'm not against them. He's more like, he's, I'm very skeptical. I <laughs> take a hard chance. I'm taking a hard maybe one, on NFTs. We have one guy in our in our WoW guild that's like, guys. I know everyone thought Bitcoin was going to be nothing. What if NFTs are the same? And he's like been going down. Is it the young guy? Uh, no, he's probably around our age. He's like, but he's been going down the rabbit hole of just like. Is it the guy from Texas? I don't know where he's from. Darkwell? No, it's not Darkwell. Oh, okay, okay. The guy um, from Texas. There's our Texas want, NFT guy. Is it Darkwell? Is it Darkwell? It's not yeah. Darkwell. It's, his name's Gore in our oh, okay. deal, or Gore Grinder. Um, but anyways. Yeah, so now it's kind of a joke for the rest of us, like, ooh, NFTs and whatever else. But I don't know. Personally, I think NFTs, I don't think the foundation is there yet or, like, the solid. Because at least Bitcoin had, like, this technology back in, you know, blockchain and all that other stuff to where it's, like, you just had to get people to buy into it and kind of believe in it. Where, like, NFTs are, like, what's the, like... You, no one knows it's a it blockchain it's with ethereum so i did a bunch of research yeah. on this because i was like okay if i'm gonna make fun of it i need to know and i've kind of split my <laughs> stance on it because i was Whoa. talking to my brother who who got into my brother-in-law was a big bitcoin guy way back when he made a bunch of money off of it mm-hmm. right he's in and he does data and protect uh, website protection that's just as he's in the private sector does all that anyway him and i were talking about it and i was like so what's your stance he goes well I think it's in the infancy right now. He was actually had a pretty mature approach. And I was talking like, well, how do you like pull money out of it? I had a bunch of other questions about it because Square Enix is talking about doing it. Ubisoft talking about it. And that's what I want to talk about with the news. Square Enix keeps using a phrase. They put out a letter because uh, Ender's Endwalker, their newest expansion for Final Fantasy 14, which is now really the biggest MMO arguably. Right, Sean? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the numbers are, but yeah, it's got a huge user base. They keep using it as a certain number of people whose motivation is play to contribute, right? The idea that a lot of these companies are like, hey, contribute. It, it's kind of like reaching out to your modding community and saying, contribute, and we'll give you uh, NFT. You'll get like a little bit of ownership of the product, is my understanding. A lot of companies are doing that. So and they're treating it like stock, kind of? Kind, or you own a fraction of it. Though. That's the thing. So this is where it was pitched to me. If you're an independent music artist and you're good, Right, and you put out a song as an NFT, and you can own a fraction of the song. The artist would make money off of other people buying the song, right? That way, through fractional pieces and sharing it. 
and then the person who initially invested is also making money, right? I don't, how does that work with the, the song? I mean, I think that's a very high-minded concept, right? And, right. How's that, that was the, and, that's and my, like, yeah. and that's and that's where I like that's just one scenario, right? That's the scenario that I right. heard about personally, where it's like, think of it mm. as a crowdfunding type deal, where you could basically split the split the profits down the road, right? Right. Now, here's the other way I think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone buys a star. Right, they don't really own the star, but it has their name on the star, and it's not really theirs because you don't really or like have Lord star. titles in Scotland. Right, like right. That, you yeah. you buy an anchor in Scotland, you don't really own it. It just you, right. Mm-hmm. That's how I also feel about NFTs. I'm like, it's like that's, buying a star, and that's kind of like I could see potentially it being something down the road, kind of like with Bitcoin. I remember when like working with people in like 2012 or whatever at Bitcoin, and they were like, you know, getting into it, and it was like a yeah. joke back then and stuff. Like I think. Like I said, there's just no real found, like it's barely a foundation for NFT versus Bitcoin always kind of had that tech that made sense. NFT is like too wide open right now. I don't think it's focused enough to where like people understand how to use it. I think that's exactly where it is. Like you said, infancy. I think we're in the infancy stages. Like if it, if it continues to gain traction, maybe, but like one thing Casey and I have discussed on past podcasts is as long as people believe there is value in them, there is value in them. Right. And there's so much tech money going into that star. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, if you want to get like that's kind of different because like with owning the star that's more sentimental right like it's like oh yeah i have a star named after me you're not going to try and resell that star or that title or whatever to someone else where like with nfts it seems like people think there's a a profit to be made on them but again like kind of like shelby saying it comes back to the perceived value by other people like you can think it's worth a million dollars or something but if you can't get anyone to pay it if no one wants to buy it even for one dollar then it's really it's worth yeah, nothing i know? think that the eye rolling that's going on within the nft space is because you have that one stoner friend who's like dude you gotta get it on the ground floor and we're gonna be millionaires mm-hmm. and then we're gonna own a yacht and it's like okay like let's live in reality a little bit it feels very pyramid scheming, right? Very much so. <laughs> well, yes. That, that's what and then you have celebrities ca- and Ubisoft coming out and saying, "Like, hey, we're going to sell all this money, make a whole bunch of cash for our uh, stockholders, and then potentially never do anything or ever main- have these NFTs maintain value." And that well, is going what... to happen to a lot of these NFT projects. I'll, I'll be the right. first to say it. Like, a lot of these are a scam. Not a scam, but they believe they're going to do great things, you and they're not going to come you through. Said it. Yeah, you said the S word. Um. I think Square Enix and the way they keep pitching it is that it's a way that it's user-generated content for compensation, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's problems about when, like, that one studio that made that whole mod for Skyrim that was basically a standalone game. What was their company, Sean? Was it Enderall? Was that the mod? Yeah, that was the mod. And they're they're, they're, they're in a studio now, right? Because it was such a successful mod. But Skyrim wasn't – they're not getting a piece of the Skyrim cake, right? So no. what if, because they sell Enderall through Skyrim, they're getting a fractional piece of Skyrim sales, and Skyrim on the payback gets a piece of you scratch my back. I, I scratch but I mean, back. I think this, that's it's totally like, pyramid scheme. But I mean, it's like that's like one potential for the NFT to be attached to. Like, there's nobody out there saying right. like, "Hey, I'm going to sell you this, and you get my future profits." Like, no one is out there saying right. that right now. I think in this case, in the story that we're talking about with 
Square Enix, you know, if this is a play to contribute, hey, do stuff for the community and we're going to give you an NFT free of charge, I think that's going to be a good move for Square Enix because there's no downside there, right? It doesn't look like they're taking advantage of their player base. Is that, am I interpreting mm-hmm. this article correctly? There's going to be a cut. Got there's going to be a cut. I don't, I would not ever, ever think a corporation would be like, yeah, make us content and yeah. you get the money for it. No, you get a percentage of the money, and we get a yeah. percentage of the money. They take because we made the game. Yeah. Well, they they like, get compensated. It's on the, the Apple Store Epic battle. Yeah, but they get compensated on the resell and the NFT market, right? right? So if you're the artist, you come up with 100 NFTs. Every time that thing's sold, the artist gets the kickback. In right. this case, but Square Enix. Square Enix is also going to get a little bit of the kickback. They're gonna they're gonna finagle mm-hmm. it to get a kickback with it too. They're not, they're not, they're, they're no, I don't believe any corporation is doing this out of the kindness. No, of corporations are the nicest entities out there, man. They all do, right, mean, they right. all do good. Going back to the Skyrim mod thing, like I remember Bethesda tried to push when, I don't remember if it was Legendary Edition or which Skyrim version, but when they put out their own like Bethesda marketplace, basically, where you had to get all mods through their marketplace, there was a huge up. And the reason why they did it was because they could start people like mod creators could start charging for their mod like what is it five bucks or ten bucks or something like that and obviously bethesda would get their cut but people like blew up because mods traditionally are all free they're all made free because they're not made by the company and so legally you can't really you know make for profit kind of mods unless the company's really not greedy and i don't know if there's any of gaming company or whatever out there that wouldn't really want a piece of that money but anyways but i remember when bethesda put out that marketplace for the mods and stuff and it like blew up because people were just like why i don't want to pay for the mods i've been getting for free for so long or stuff like that so it's like definitely a tricky kind of situation yeah i have to pay for the thing i had for free now yeah it's now you add this layer of nft on there of like so it's not money it's like you're basically getting like a kind of stock yeah you're almost getting like a digital stock thing you're not you are right I don't know. Everybody has to have an NFT play right now. Like it's in the news. Stockholders want to see it. Like they get lift and tension whenever the NFT stories come out. Everyone has to say something about NFTs right now. So here's, here's my question. I posed to you guys. What are, what would, if you guys would be making NFTs today, what would your NFT be? NFT pogs. (laughs) (laughs) Mine would be different parts of my body. Like I would just take a huge high resolution image and each person can buy an inch of my body. And they can own that. Poor game to play. Poor game and to then play. Can, can they submit tattoos for the skin oh, patch that they own on that you? Inch? They own yeah. it. They know? own so it. They can yeah. do whatever they want. I'm going Pogs because this is the only way we can bring <laughs> Pogs back. Um, no, I don't know. I, I also find it ironic that Final Fantasy VII's whole theme is like, hey, we, we got to be against corporations. And this is right. Enix doing a pretty like a corporate move here. But We'll see how this plays out. Uh, and more exciting news as we wrap up and go to random question. You know, it's the new year in the Boston uh, Globe. I believe it's the Boston Globe. Boston Globe put out an actually interesting article in their newspaper about the 10 most anticipated games. And they're kind of like clear anticipated uh, Pokemon Arceus at the end of this month, which I'm very excited for. Uh, this Horizon. Is for 2022. Oh, that's the end of this 2022. month. That's crazy. Yeah. Horizon Forbidden West is next month. Uh, Elden Ring is February 25th. Is Gran Breath Turismo of Wild 7. 2 on there? Breath of the Wild 2, it's, we, we don't know the real name or the exact date. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, March 4th. 
uh, Forspoken, which is some game on PlayStation that I have no clue about, but that's because I'm out of it. That's also yeah, by the other one that it looks like, huh? Yeah, uh, God of War, uh, Ragnarok, uh, the Hogwarts Legacy, which looks like the Harry Potter MMO. <laughs> that looks Shelby's rad. face just yeah. lit up. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's my most anticipated on this list right here. Give me yeah. a good Hogwarts video game, baby. That Suicide Squad game, too, that's coming out. The Suicide uh, Kill the Justice League. That looks like it has potential. Um, the other one, though, that my eyes are on is Starfield on November 11th. Oh, okay. right. That's, speaking of Bethesda. Yeah, they're they're looking to score. And we haven't seen um, any gameplay of that, have we? It's only been CGI trailer, hasn't it? Uh, there's some in-game stuff, but it's like very limited. It's like in one room or something like that gotcha. that I've seen. But yeah. not really gameplay, you know, like environment kind right. of trailer. Thing. It's real shiny still. Made So my engine. first random question for you guys, because we'll do a couple. What game are you most anticipating in 2022? Um, I didn't really... I think mine's Starfield on that list. Is it? Do you think it's going to be... I mean, or Breath this is like their next big swing from Bethesda, right? I mean, yeah. coming off of the legacy of Skyrim and how celebrated and that game is, I think it's going to be a big swing, don't you, Sean? No, because they also have Fallout, I... too, don't they? Isn't that also them? Mm-hmm. So it's this is like their, their Just third. because there's... I feel like 2022 has a lot of games that aren't tied down to a specific date. Like, there's a lot of, like... 2022 ones or that would be quarter four yeah <laughs> yeah oh total war warhammer 3 is coming out in february that's exciting Ooh. cricket <laughs> i think people are kind of excited for dying light too yeah people were and that was supposed to come out earlier but the pandemic it got the back yeah it got delayed so that's always like a you know hype killer pandemic or not that's like a oh the tiny tina standalone game in march oh that's the Basically, the Dungeon and Dragons D&D one, yeah, yeah looks kind of cool. Game. I mean, I think Borderlands could use a refresh. We were talking well, about the Discord a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but wasn't D and D? Didn't D and D try to do a Borderlands style game that flopped? That we were all like, "I hope this is good," and then it wasn't good. D and D has like never had like a good video game this other last, than yeah. like Baldur's Gate and like those old school kind of like RPGs. They yeah, there's actually an old good D and D arcade yeah. game that's actually pretty good that would like like golden axe style where you're it's a it's a beat-em-up with D elements that's not bad but uh no what's the, it came out this last year and people were really hyped on it for a little bit and it's like mm-hmm. the four-player battler it was but, like that left for dead not left for dead style but it, like, yeah um, it is kind of that like four player you go through a thing what else what other game uh vermintide is kind of like that style yes it's like vermintide i remember and yeah there was just like broken like completely broken abilities and like just yeah it was not polished no. enough. needed more time in the oven he's a big little longer and it, trust me any of these games could be in that same scenario like covid is real covid is happening it put the world upside down so any of these could easily dark alliance pushed. dark alliance was is. the game there's that game Redfall, like I only really know about it because I work at Xbox. <gasps> but they, um, it's being made by Arcane Studios, which did like the Dishonored games. It's that one that's kind of like they're kind of like vampires. I haven't played it. I don't know anything about it other than like the trailers, like everyone else. Vampires, but you it's say. like a weird vampire-y kind of game. But it looks interesting. I think it's kind of Left for Dead style, but I could be totally wrong too. 
I think that Hogwarts could be a really (laughs) cool game if they can pull it off. I think that the Harry Potter universe, though it's been mined quite a bit in regards of content, in regards to content, I think that there's a lot of places they could go if they do that game correctly. I mean, there is a dark side of the Harry Potter universe that I don't think is explored as well as it could be. Um, Mind you, I have not seen the most recent trilogy. I saw like the core seven movies, but I really think they have an opportunity here and I hope they don't fumble it because there's a really good chance they will. Casey, have you seen uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge? Oh, I'm on the Discord for that. Uh, (laughs) No, that was actually a good segue. That's 2022. I'm excited for that. That's from the same company who made the Streets of Rage 4 remake and they make those River City Mm -hmm. girls. Uh, they they do beat em ups very well, and they do them justice, and they do cool, sweet, uh, like pixel art with it. Um, that is definitely on there. And my other one, I like Zelda, obviously Breath of the Wild two, uh, Triangle Strategy is actually one that I'm really, really. I pre ordered that. I did not pre order Pokemon Arceus. I'm gonna Whoa. wait and get that, which I'm excited for. But I'm a little hesitant about Pokemon Arceus because I I want I have expectations for it, and I'm trying to quell those so I can you know go to it. But uh, uh, Triangle Strategy is the next uh, company from the company or the team that makes Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default, that section of Square. And it's a grid battler, and it gives me the Final Fantasy Tactics feels. And if you didn't know, Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my top three games of all time. Story, gameplay, everything about it, min-maxing. So that comes out March 4th. And I'm very, very excited for that. Oh, man. Diablo Immortals finally coming out next year. The phone Ooh. game? <laughs> yeah. That's the one that got memed into, like, non-existence. <laughs> I forget, like, four plus years ago. I always remember the crowd's reaction. Oh, they went radio what? silent on that, didn't they? Like, they didn't well, say anything after that. Because they had built up so long, like, oh, new Diablo thing, new Diablo, whatever. And people were like, oh, Diablo 4, you know, like, super excited. And then it came out with... um. Diablo Immortal, it's a phone iOS game. Everyone's like, <laughs> what? So as a kid, Diablo scared me. And I, we got a question in our question section of our Discord. And I wanted to answer that. Uh, and I'll pull it up right now if I can find it. Because I was thinking about that. Because I didn't like, I, I actually, I was a little scared to play Final Fantasy VII because I'm a big old wimp. Um, but what is your opinion on horror games? How do you guys feel about them? How do I feel about it? I feel like they're scary. <laughs> it scares I, that's my stance. me. I you put, but you play them. I do. Yeah, do you I mean, them? from time to time, I'm playing um, Left 4 Dead 2 kind of right now, and that seems like it has that really horror, horror films. There's yeah, you know, I, there's so. I was gonna say there's different categories because there's like the jump scary ones like mm-hmm. Outlast, you right. know, Resident Evil or... kind of fall kind of falls into that, especially the newer ones do. Um, there Dead is space the ones that, that are just right? like a horror kind of atmosphere, which is like Left for Dead, you know, that kind of stuff. Dead Space is like definitely kind of like jump scary with like the evil babies. Um, what about Five Nights at Freddy's? Because I know they just dropped something that's new. That's literally that just jump really scares, right? Isn't Five Nights at Freddy's all literally is? jump scares? Okay. I don't know. I haven't played the newest one. It might have kind of changed, but they've... As- I've played up to like what was it the sister or the ballerina one or whatever that one was the like kind of spin off one. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I feel that those are jump scare games, and I'm completely writing them off. I know there's mi- – how many are there? There's like 6, 10, 20 of them. I don't even know. I know there's many of them. They've been reiterated. They're probably great. I've been too much of a chicken to watch any of that stuff. I don't like feeling scared, <laughs> but I love watching people scream like yeah. little girls that don't expect – there's this guy. He's a TikToker, and, and he has a Twitch channel. He's named Mac Taylor Lifts. He's a weightlifter. He's a big buff dude. And he gets very scared. And I'm like, yes, that's right. Like, it's very like, (laughs) ah! Like, he gets over the top scared. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's fun to watch him get scared because he's so silly about it. It's fun. I I like them the first time kind of through. There were parts in Outlast 2 when I played it. I ended up hating it by the end of it because there were parts you, like, sequences where you had to, like, run basically through, like, this thing and duck and dive and go through stuff. But then, like, after the first time, those initial kind of scares or whatever, it just gets annoying, like, having to do it over and over again because you failed or something like that. And you're like, I'm mm-hmm. not scared anymore. I'm just pissed off at this guy that, you know, basically is hacking, like, getting me through walls and stuff. Yeah, I, I will um, say, I enjoy it. in regards to horror, I think my favorite part of the horror series is when they really build tension. You know, like if you're going through a fun house with jump yes. scares, you know, they are building tension, but you're just looking for that quick release that comes out of nowhere. You know, I think my favorite part of the horror genre is on display in Last of Us and Dead Space. And it's part of the reason I want to go back and play some Resident Evil games, to be honest with you. But that mm-hmm. world building and like I only have three shots left. I better conserve these these pieces of ammo because I don't know what's coming next. Like I've always really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed Resident Evil 4 back in the day. And we're going back 15 years, 10 that, years That now? just reminded me. Aren't they? They're remaking Dead Space or like rebooting it or or something. I think you're right. Remastering? Yeah. No, it's going to be a new game, but I don't I don't know if it's like same storyline or anything, or like if it's a different storyline or what. But and I'm in line for that. They teased it. If they right? if it's like a new storyline, I thought for a second it was a remake of the original, and remakes don't really do much for me. But I for Dead Space, I'd probably go back and try it out. Especially if they have those flying baby zombies, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> they, I can't. Believe, they got rid of the babies by three, I think, because of like public outcry or just kind of like pe- being more PC, not having people kill babies. Hashtag like bring back babies. the babies. Yeah, that can get people mad. Killing babies. They had tentacles, Casey. Upset. What am I supposed to do? Right. What am I supposed to do? They're obviously <laughs> you evil. grab them and you slam those babies <laughs> in there. Babies are technically born with the tentacle. It's called an umbilical cord, sir. <gasps> So you just kill all their umbilical cords. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> That's a hot tip from hot Casey. tip from yeah. Casey. <laughs> hot tip. Yeah. I remember they had those dogs that had three tentacles coming out of their backs in yes. Dead Space. Those were terrifying as well. I'd be down Ooh. for a Dead Space game. Not tentacles. Umbilical three <laughs> umbilical cords, much less intimidating. <laughs> um, I'm also looking at a list of 2022 yeah. releases. I know we kind of left that, but there is a Saints Row game that's supposed to come out next year, oh. Casey. So get excited about that. Oh man, I mean, I could also hate that game, so <laughs> I'll prepare myself. Uh, I, I'm, I'm either or on that. It could be just so stupid. I'm like, I'm out. Or it could be so stupid. I don't know, that first game you were able to drive around a septic truck and, like, spray things down with sewage. (laughs) Yes, you were. They've diverted so... Because they used to be so close to, like, the GTA games and play style, and it was just silliness on top of it. And now they're just, like, their own... They've gone their own path. 
Do you remember the insurance the insurance fraud mini game where you just go and ragdoll in traffic and try to gain yeah. as much many points yeah. as you could? Uh, don't play that in real life. That's actually life lesson there. But don't do anything in Saints Row. Yeah. In real so life. I think how do a... I get money for free, Casey? <laughs> NFTs. I told you. Oh, NFTs. Right. <laughs> Hey, uh, we I do want to shout out a big thank you to Declan. Yeah. There you go. Declan, thanks for shooting over that question. Feel free to keep them coming. Yeah. yeah. Horror games. Maybe we'll grow up and actually like try to face our fears one Maybe day. Maybe all together in the dark. <laughs> yes. You know what we should do is is get Casey to the studio, turn off all lights, and have him play Five Nights at Freddy's. I so would do that is, with is you it guys. Worse? Is it worse when someone else is playing or when you're playing? When you're playing. Easily. <laughs> Because you're like, uh, you, you, you're like, I'm in this on my own. <laughs> Where like Left 4 Dead doesn't scare me because I'm, I'm with my crew. Something might jump up and scare me, but right, you can yeah. run back to your friends. Yeah, Back for Blood was like more frantic, scared than actually eerie, scary. Well, I think that's it for the night, gentlemen. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for joining us, Sean. Nice to see you, buddy. Yeah, new, new us. Back on our normal recording day, so we'll, hopefully we'll get Definitely. more. Definitely, if you want more of us, feel free to follow us on our social channels. Those are in the attached description. We're also on Discord, chatting away. Come drop us a line. Feel free to leave us a review, five stars, if you'd be so kind. And that is a wrap for this week. We are out. Player game.